yes now and welcome back to episode 83 of the top loaded podcast and yeah, again it man is making a hot streak of appearances after having a nice little holiday spell but hey chase dear my friend i thought i'd got away with this but it's been brought back <laughs> up already what's doing next to slab mags um but yes mate i'm all good yeah very well how are you yeah very well very well like we say it's a similar situation it's a bit of a dull period even though there has been some scandals in the last week and uh, that's what we're going to end up talking about in a minute but i think we uh, we've been following it closely your lovely ebay sale from a couple of weeks ago and uh I think we deserve a one last update from you because obviously people have been wondering how to buy, sell and all that. We've had some good conversations on YouTube and on Instagram, especially, but any more, like did it all go swimmingly in the end with your sales or was there any hiccups or would you recommend people selling on eBay rather than going down like the private route on like an Instagram? Um, yeah, it did go surprisingly well in the end. Um, I think for me, I, what I found best was you put it out on Instagram first because you're saving yourself the fees. You put uh, maybe a couple of days out, repetitive stories up, save it in your story highlights um, and try and say as much as you can on Instagram first. Um, and then I resort back to eBay and I'd list up a couple of bits prior, just the odd few bits here and there, like, you know, starting bit of like 30 or 40, depending on the card. Um, turns out starting bids at 99p actually works a lot in your favour. If you're not too phased about the price of the cars and what they sell for, or, you know, if you're thinking, oh, if I get a fiver for this call, if I get a tenner for a call, if I get £2 for it, not really too bothered. Starting it at 99p actually worked unbelievably well. Um, you know, I was, I was reading through a couple of the finished sale prices to you before we started recording, and a couple of them I was a bit like, oh, God, like, two quid for that, like, that's like, you know, an eighth of the grading cost. Um but the amount of views, the amount of watches, the amount of bids you got, I got, sorry, on the 99p start bids compared to, I've got two cars currently listed up. I've got uh, the Kirantini PSA 10 Peacock from Mosaic, and I've got um, Smith Rowe Obsidian Red Pulsar. I've got them at £30 and £40 start bids. Um, I think 40 on the TNM, 30 on the ESR. Um, like four, maybe three views, one watcher. I put 20 other items up at 99p start bid. I mean, mate, I had 100 watchers on 100 views on one, 40 watchers, 60 odd views, 20 watchers, six different bidders. Um, so I'm thinking, oh, cool, if I'm getting a lot of traction from these, perhaps I'll give a look at the, the T&E and the ESR, but nothing. Um, so I think, you know, the way forward potentially is just let the bids, let the bidders bid. You know, if you're if you're happy with you're not too fussed about a, a final price, you're not too fussed by getting a certain price. Put up a 99p. I mean, a couple of mine went for like £29, £35, some different cards. So the bids will still go up that high. Um, you know, my phone was going absolutely nuts half hour before they uh, the, the listings finished. People were just bidding all the automatic biddings um, out in other people. But it, it ended up being quite successful. Um, I think I made about just over £200 um, from about, yeah, 20 different listings. So it's, it was quite successful. But like I said, I would always, you know, recommend trying out on e on instagram first sorry um trying to find buyers for instagram just you know save the hassle and the, the fees particularly on ebay are atrocious like it's so bad the amount of money that i probably lost just from ebay fees um but you know it's all part of the game um you know i've still made money off of everything so um yeah it ended up being quite successful surprisingly but as i said i mean the 99p start bids generally just surprised me at how much traction it got and how much um 
you know, trying to think of the right word, how much sort of visibility it got. That's it. Um, but so I was, yeah, I was quite surprised by that, but equally, you know, pleasantly surprised. And yeah, I, I, he just then have this package of thing up. I think I went to the post office about 11 different parcels, and the guy that they wanted to kill me. Um, I think I was there for about 25 minutes getting everything sorted out. So, but yeah, it ended up being very successful. So I can't complain on that front. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's quite an interesting one because I normally do it as well, like subconsciously when I'm going through eBay, looking at things. If I see something starting at 99 cents or 99p, you like it, even yeah. if you're not that far, like just to see how it goes. Whereas I, I, it's a perfect example at the moment. There was a gold Viviana Miedema that I was looking at and he had like 49.99. I was like, that's a bit expensive. And then there was one at 99 cents and I was like, I like that one as well. And I was like, we might as well just hold out. Funny enough, in the end, they counteracted. When they liked it, they sent their the good yeah. old push through saying, oh, new offer. So I'd encountered it and then end up making a deal for it. But uh, it's always one of them that you always feel like you're going to get the bargain. You, you, every single person's watching it at 99p. Every, you know that there's a lot of people, you're not the only one. So, But like you say, some do slip through the cracks and you get some really good prices on auctions if they're not ending up the right time. They're slightly wrong worded, but Everyone likes to follow a 99p one, even just to see what kind of price it ends up. I I always say to people, it's a truer re- a reflection of what a, I hate the word, but comp of a card when people can bid up on it. Whereas if something's listed for 100, realistically, the seller's not going to take less than 75% really at a push. Whereas if they list it out for £1, it might only go for 50 but that's probably the value of the card because if someone wants to pay more than that, they can. So... Would you say in future, it's okay, it's a bit different, say, for example, a high-end card, you you want to have that protection, like mm. Tierney and uh, Smith Rowe, what you're saying about, would you consider doing it for a higher-priced item? Or maybe even like a, where it's, say, for example, it's a £60 card, rather than maybe starting at like 40 maybe like a 20 to see if you can gain that same traction, or do you risk it and just go all the way down to the 99p mark? Um, I've been up to debate, I think, if Smith Rowe and Tierney run out again i think in a couple of days at 40 and 30 i'm gonna whack them down to 99p and just be like right cool let and run and see what they end on um but i think with a higher end i'm talking probably more north of 50 to 75 north of that maybe um i don't think i'd be as ballsy to put it down to 99p like obviously for example i sold my sacra obsidian color blast on ebay there is no way I'm starting that at 99p. I know you can also put a reserve in place. Obviously, if it doesn't hit a certain amount, obviously, then you do have the ability to all that. The, 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 um, the listing's void, obviously, because it didn't hit the reserve price. So there was always that that you could then bring into play and just think, you know, cool, I hit it at 99p. I'll add a reserve of 150 and let's see where it ends up. Um, but I think you've got to be pretty ballsy to start a high-end card at 99p on eBay because... The way eBay is going at the moment, you are getting so many deals on there where people either aren't seeing it or just forget about it. And then, you know, on, on a bid, it ends at, like, you know, particularly in the US or in, in the UK where it ends at a city o'clock or late at night, and people just forget about it or put a, a max bid on and then, you know, it it, it really runs at a pound short, let's say, um, and you're not awake to, to stick an extra bid on. So I think... For any card, you know, south of 75 quid, you know, it's probably worth the front up at 99p if you're not too fussed about it. Um, but I think anything north of that, uh, I'm, I'm leaving that a, a higher start bid anyway. Yeah, I think that's I think that's quite a unanimous one. Obviously, a lot of people do um, 
list it up for whatever it is and it goes for what it, what it goes for. But it's an interesting one to always debate because obviously certain people want to go for the uh, 99p and just let it run up to whatever price it may do. But like we say, we've seen firsthand, like some things were, will go for cheaper than expected, but then it kind of, I don't know if you, uh, the perfect one to answer because you've been doing it. Do you think it balances itself out? But like some things will go for higher than what you're expecting, but obviously some things go for lower. Do you think it kind of balances itself out in the long run or does it kind of depend on what items you're selling? Yeah, I think it does depend. I mean, I, di I didn't particularly look up comps on all of the cards. So I just literally whacked them all up at 99p and was like, well, just see what they end up on. They've all been sat in my case for I don't know how long. So I was like, you know, might as well just list them all up and what they go for, they go for. Um, but I think you probably are right. If you've got, I think um, I had a Serge Nabry Impeccable um, Asia exclusive uh, Ruby um, and a Emmanuel Petit uh containers autograph from chronicles um and both of those took me by surprise in terms of what they fit i think they're both ended up going for i think 29 and 30 um and for me the petite was numbered to like oh, i think the numbers like 249 or 349 or something like that so for me i thought oh you know i probably won't get much more than 10 15 quid for it but to see it go for 29 i was like cool perhaps the comps are a bit higher than they were last time i looked um again i took literally didn't look at any comments when I literally put them all up at 99p so um but then yeah like I said I mean there was a Don Russ rated rookie Pepe base card of issue PSA 9 my first ever Arsenal PSA that I bought she went for two quid so I think there was like a, a Lacazette Violet breakaway prism to 75 from 2019 prism went for like £4.50 so you know you get some of those where you think cool I probably could put up for a tenner on Instagram and someone would have bought it for a tenner um but it's one of those things, you know, you win some, you lose some. And I probably made a bit more on some of the cards than I thought I would have done. I made a bit of a loss on some of the cards I thought I wouldn't do. So it's it's all part of the game. Like you said, you win some, you lose some. And you probably did, it balances itself out in terms of I made more on some and took a loss on others. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, last resort, 99p start bids and, you know, just see what, see what they run for. Yeah, I think, that, like I say, it's always quite intriguing to see sales. You see it at different parts of the year, people running sales and you see it where, people make some good money on eBay and fair play to everyone do it. So if anyone's thinking about doing it, I'd say definitely recommend giving it a go. Obviously don't go straight to your high end items. If you don't want to take a, but a lower price on it, but you will get a somewhat decent price on there, but obviously moving away from the moment for sales. And I think that the main news that was, uh, well, has to be talked about. I think it's a, one of the biggest talking points ever since we started this podcast. Obviously there's a massive scandal that come out with tops and uh, in the United States. And for people who don't know, one of the big, big top sets is a set called Bowman Chrome Baseball. One of the best sets for all the young guys who are coming into the league or their first years. And obviously for people who know tops, uh, Super Fractors are the main one to go to. Um, and it's one of one. It's one of the best looking cards. However, there's been a massive problem that has arised. And that is that they have printed more than one one of one for certain cards. So for people who don't know, most of the time Panini as well and other companies, you have more than one one of one. Funny enough, there'd be a replacement one of one just in case the other one's damaged in transit or anything like that. And there was um, an, 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 one of these baseball guys, first Bowman, his name was Victor Adoraz, and a guy pulled his card. And then someone else pulled the Super Fractal one of one. So straight away, obviously, gets the news starts getting spread around. So there was two Super Fractors pulled. So you got two one of ones. Obviously, right, massive problems are right. Which one's the real one? You you think you've got one of the most valuable cards in the collection, and then you actually go, 
Oh, actually, you know what? It's actually a one of one, but it's two of them. So what uh, Tops have come out and said, there's actually 95 different one of ones which have been duplicated. So to think of that is pretty crazy. So there's 95 players within the set have got two one of ones. And obviously that's from the 2023 Bowman Chrome Baseball. They mistakenly included it in packs uh, rather than leaving it at head office just in case. Oh, since this has been announced, obviously Tops have responded straight away with it because it is a massive, you drop the ball in the biggest way. It's not like you're putting in 151 of the uh, parallel to 150 and you put an extra one in there. All right, still would be a problem. However, you could probably slip under the radar. People wouldn't realise it. But obviously printing two Super Factor 1 ones and putting them both in. So they've offered a buyback scheme at the moment so you can send in the one-of-one Super Fractors. No one's going to send in their Super Fractor. They're going to keep the Super Fractor and there's always going to be two out there. So for the 95 people involved, it's crazy. And for such a high-level mistake, not even like base cards or something like that, Super how much goes wrong and we don't actually know. Hey, it's going to open all these questions now. When anyone opens a set of, is the pack odds right? Are they wrong? Like, does it affect the price? I think it's now going to leave that question mark in every single person's head when opening a Taurus product. Can we trust them again? I, th I think it just... It... Tops never fail to surprise us, really, in the next thing they do wrong. Um... And I just think for something as calamitous as this, where you're basically turning every one of one into a one of two, like, yeah, on the card, it would say one of one, but you've got two of the exact same card number to one of one. So therefore, it technically is a one of two. So now you're then bringing into the equation of, okay, well, how does pricing affect this? Because let's say Jim has got one of one and Gary's got the other one of one, right? Jim's listed, listed his up for 500 quid. And then, because he thinks, well, you know, it's a one of one. I can list that one or list that as. Gary's then gone, all right, cool, I'm list mine at 400. And then what is it? A snowball effect until one of them gets to a price and goes, right, there's the comp. Like, it, 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 you, you just think, how can you then ballmark a price for a one of one when it clearly isn't a one of one anymore? Um, I just think, you know, I saw a post that I spoke to you about before we started recording on Instagram last night with, um, I think it's Lord Gunther's House of F1 on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with uh, F1 2020 Chrome. Um, he's actually got two 70th anniversary super factors of the exact same Max Verstappen card. So it's then, right, okay, cool. So have they done the same with 2020 Chrome F1 where you've got more than one 70th anniversary super factor? Because if that's the case, then what other sets have they got multiple one-of-ones of? I know we've seen it before in other tops, particularly probably football sets where multiple players have got multiple one-of-ones from different variations or whatever. And I guess you could sort of justify that if they've got an image variation and then you've got the beige card or you've got the, the normal black prism and you've got like the black breakaway or they have like two or three one-of-ones, particularly usually with Panini. You can sort of be like, okay, cool, because there is literally three or four different Penny Prism sets, if you like, in in a, as a whole in, in, in Prism. But I just think to accidentally put in the spare one of ones into packs that you're supposed to give. I mean, how can you get that so wrong? How can you accidentally put in 95 spare one of ones 
into packs. Like that's not a case of, oh, I've grabbed a handful of paperwork, chucked it in an envelope. Oh, I put a card on there by accident. You've you've had to put a pack in a card in a pack, seal the pack up, pack it in, package it into a box. Like how has that been so badly misplaced? Um, it it just yeah, you just the, the more and more time goes on, the more and more you slowly begin to lose trust and lose all you know patience with tops, and they can make this much of of a big error. Um, then you just need to know where do you draw the line? Like that's that's probably one of the biggest cock-ups tops have done since i've been in the hobby anyway to, to to put in the spare one of ones into a particular set and therefore 95 different cards have two one of ones like yeah, it's that... just it's, it's just awful yeah i think we're still waiting on tops to confirm that there's been speculation on 95 or impacts obviously we're waiting for the official word to make sure it's... yeah no doubt We've only seen one of the one on one so far, and that's what they allude to. Top set, it's just the one. But people are asking the question of it's happened in other sets, like you say, F1, especially the first F1 2020. There has been cases of multiple one of ones. So people are now asking, is it literally just this one of the of that certain player, or is it all 95? So hopefully, it's just the one of just that one, but one of them with tops until it's potentially pulled again. Who knows? So Tops did release a statement. I'll read it very quickly. I think it's quite an important one, just in terms of how they their word and everything like that. So it was collecting from unit it was addressed to. Uh, we were aware that a duplicate non-autograph super fractors have serviced in 2023 Bowman Chrome hobby boxes. After looking into that, we can confirm that there is one duplicate of the 95. So they're claiming it's just one, but who knows if there's more than one. I, I'm very sceptical at the moment. that are including due to a production error. Please note that we take, we take these matters seriously. We have identified and addressed the issue as well as uh, implementing new procedures in an effort to prevent this from ever happening again. Rest assured that we are focused on delivering great products for collectors. We have made it and we will continue to make significant investments into improving our manufacturing and operational processes. We hold ourselves accountable to the hobby and we will continue to work tirelessly in order to improve the experience of collectors. To that end, we are offering what we believe to be a generous buyback program for each of the impacted cards. The offer levels are set by card and will be available to the first person to claim and submit a verified copy of each impacted card. Funny enough, there's a story that has come following on from this. So one of the uh, super fractors that has emerged, which is a duplicate, was sold on eBay for alleged, uh, it says, $4,500. Big card big money ebay person sold it got my four and a half thousand for tops to announce that the reward for sending it in is between 10 and fifteen thousand dollars. so the person who's pulled it has sold it for four and a half thousand dollars they're thinking right i've made some good money here two days after it was confirmed sold the person who's waiting for the car to arrive is going to be able to get ten to fifteen thousand from tops so obviously it's a massive error it's good to see that tops are addressing this they've admitted it they've what no doubt whatever the mistake is they've pretty much the person's been sacked and whatever procedures in place there's got to be more qa in place for it but who knows what else goes on behind closed doors i think that's what i've seen a lot of on different podcasts and different uh, blogs that i've been reading is people asking the question of now how much can we believe of tops is there more than one one of one in other sets that we haven't known of because it might not have serviced or not been opened yet? 
have they even pulled the cards in what they're meant to put in? Because I remember back to, I think it was Merlin Heritage 95, I believe it was, when they just didn't put Geo Reyna autos in the set. It was meant to be in there, and it was a big thing. Yeah. Oh, this was Geo Reyna's first autos. Just never included it. So random people ended up getting Geo Reyna's in like advance. So it's, all right, when you do print millions of cards a year, a year, errors will happen. Human error, it will happen. And people are not holding them to account of it's a human error at the end of the day. However, it's such a big scout. If it was a base card or to 99, 99 would be bad enough, but a one-of-one one super fractal of someone's first card, they turn out to be an all-time player. It could be worth hundreds of thousands. And then imagine if this wasn't found straight away and was found 10 years down the line when this guy was unbelievable. What that knock-on effect is, at least they're addressing it. And like we say, it'd be interesting to see going forward whether people claim it, do they keep it? Will anything emerge from any other sets now? I've no doubt it'd be a lot of scrutiny now on, well, is there any other one-of-ones we've missed from Bowman or F1, Women's, Champions League? There's so many different sets. So it's very intriguing to follow that. Obviously, Tops haven't made any further statements since their 30th of September. So hopefully any, any news that comes out with Brent here. And obviously, before we move on to Panini and saying we want to talk about Panini, Tops have released a new set, and I think I was the curse on this one because there was me opening my, my big old mouth on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd love them to do a women's sapphire, but of course they're only going to bring it out once Arsenal knocked out. An hour and a half prior to me saying this, I didn't have no news, nothing at all, no rumours or anything. About two hours after recording it, oh, we're unhappy to announce women's sapphire. So... People have listened to that thinking that it's already out. As of recording it, we had no knowledge. <laughs> Between recording it and publishing it, Tops announced it and then put it on sale for £75 with uh, two parallels per box, still available on Tops UK and Tops US. Uh, if you have a USPO box, I'd recommend you using that because it works out a lot cheaper because it's the same price in dollars and pounds. But H, Women's Sapphire, obviously... The first debutant in the Sapphire set for the women's collection. Good to see another women's set. And it's a very good looking set as well. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely looks really clean. Um, I think, you know, I've seen a lot of, I think predominantly the stories from the Trade Wee Boys of their little story sales I've done that they did last night. Uh, with a lot of the women's Sapphire um, included in that. And yeah, it looks really clean. Really, really nice. Um, you know, of course, you had the, the final say where you had a little moan about the fact that. Sapphire wasn't going to come out before uh, without Arsenal in it. And then there you go. Lo and behold, a day later, they announced that they're releasing uh, Sapphire. So, yeah, Sapphire always does really well. It's a really nice looking set and it hasn't disappointed again with with women's. Um, it looks really nice. And like I said, it's a really good price point as well, I think, in my opinion. £75 a box, two parallels. I don't think it's too bad. Um, as you say, you know, it's a bit strange. They've done the same price in pounds and dollars, but the dollar rate works out a lot cheaper for us in the UK. So, um, but yeah, not a bad price at all. And I think, you know, it's, just, it's a lovely looking set. We saw how popular the women's chrome was. And then to bring out a Sapphire, I can imagine it doing just just as well. So it's really good to see. And I'm really looking forward to seeing some more pulls out of it. Um, seeing some big hitters already. And yeah, can't, can't argue with it. It's a really, really nice looking set. Yeah, I feel, it's funny. I've been talking to a few people in the collecting world and, a lot of people are saying the same thing. Oh, but women's cards at the moment are actually having a better resale value. Don't get me wrong, you're still not the hundreds of pounds, but this is where the market was. 
This is where it was prior to the massive boom, obviously, of COVID and the influx of new collectors. It is getting back to the point of where it was before, where it is a collector's market. You can buy cards at reasonable prices. You can sell at reasonable prices. You can then grade and you're not in for a card at 150. Now you can grade and you can be in for it for 30 quid, which is fantastic. But like I say, it's a... I think my bank probably didn't want to see the uh, Sapphire release. I have not bought any boxes, but I will be participating in a few breaks. Uh, I think it's just a very good aesthetic looking card. So that will be being purchased at some point alongside with all the other Chrome rainbows I'm chasing. But now moving on to Panini and something that we don't really talk about, which is always quite an intriguing one. I think it gets spoken a lot about in America. One of the main guys I watch in America, Pac-Man says it a lot, redemptions. What a weird, weird thing. Um, I think most people have got some outstanding with Panini. Will they ever be signed? Who knows? What's going to happen with Panini? Who knows? Will you ever even get your card? Who knows? At this rate, no one knows. Um, there's so many. You see the amount of cards that are outstanding of every single sport. Some of the big American rookies still not signed. Obviously, now... Fanatics are buying a lot of the licensing rights for players and they can't sign with Panini. So when it comes to redemptions, obviously it's lovely when you pull a card in a break and you see the auto and it's your auto. However, H, when you see that redemption, it's very bittersweet because A, yes, you've hit an auto, but B, you don't know if it's going to arrive or if it's ever actually going to even arrive in general. Yeah, I think redemptions are a weird one. I think they are the bane of most collectors life at the moment in terms of when you get that 120 day update and it's like oh do you want to carry on waiting do you want a replacement um and it's like you know do i want to wait another 120 days for that update again um some of which you know we have seen fulfilled no particularly for us like the aaron rams there was fulfilled and sent out um serge nabry as well was one of them that got fulfilled and sent out but I know for yourself, you've had a, you've got, I think you've got a couple in there that are still waiting for them to be signed, yet they have already signed for Tops and, in fact, Futera now. Um, but we are still waiting on them to be signed for Panini. So, yeah, it's always that what if. Are they going to sign? Are they not going to sign? Are you going to see the card? Are you not going to see the card? Um, it's frustrating. It really is because you're bringing out a card that you're potentially not going to be able to fulfil or ever release um or for a year in advance anyway and you know over time these redemptions do expire um so yeah it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out in terms of that going forward um it's just frustrating though when you've you, you've packed a redemption card and you think cool unbelievable you've packed a you know for us like a ben white auto yeah ben white's now signed with futera in the recent arsenal drop but yeah he still hasn't signed for panini or Shaka is now signed in Top Showcase and Inception, but still hasn't signed for Panini. So now he's moved to the Bundesliga. Is that done found? Is that gone? That moment's gone. He's not going to sign for Panini in the future. Is that ever going to be fulfilled? Um, so, yeah, it's just a, a patient waiting game that we constantly find ourselves in in the hobby. Um, is a waiting game. Whether that be for cards being shipped boxes being shipped from suppliers or whatever that may be it's a very long waiting game and it's just that frustration that builds up because you're like you know you've got these cards sat waiting to be fulfilled but they're not getting the signings and is it a case of they can't they're not they won't or they just physically are unable to get the signings on um so yeah it definitely is interesting um 
and hopefully they 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 move their asses and we can get some of these redemptions fulfilled. But it's just yeah, it's very frustrating and it is just a long waiting game, unfortunately. Yeah, it's one of them that obviously some people end up giving up after two, three years sometimes, and then. Uh, I had it. I see it in a YouTube video of Pac-Man. He had a Lamelo uh, ball. <laughs> it's quite unlucky with this one. He had a Lamelo ball redemption. I think it was outstanding for about two years. Um, and then he thought, no, because they do offer trade-ins for other cards and stuff like that. So he got a white box. And then you never guess what happened. Three days after he gave up on the redemption after two years. Yep, they started getting shipped out because he signed. So it's the risk to take of. Do you say no? Just give me something else, and then you just get something completely random. They're not gonna if you've got an Arsenal, they're not gonna give you an Arsenal or guarantee. They could just give you a random William Gallas France World Cup prison one. You'd be like, I want this thing. It's not worth a pound to me. Like, so do you stick it out? Do you say it's a, it's an interesting talking point, especially the lower end ones. I think most people will just stick out. Some of the higher end ones, in the other hands of. I've seen um, I seen someone the other day talking about it in the Arsenal world of Ben White, Ramsdale, Jewel Auto to 10. Ramsdale signed, but obviously Ben White hasn't. So do you keep saying, oh, I'll keep going, keep going. And then what happens one day if Fnatic's in the long run maybe acquires Panini? Do they then say these redemptions are no good? Or It's an interesting talking point. And no doubt we'll have some comments about it on YouTube, especially of... If you have any redemptions, that's the main question from this one. If you had a redemption, how long do you wait before giving up or do you not give up? Or do you, as soon as you have the chance of a replacement, do you go for the replacement? It's a very good one to talk about. And no doubt people will in the comments. And I think that's an interesting one with Panini because we always see redemptions in products. Tops as well. In the latest women's chrome, Megan Rapino was a redemption. Obviously, it's not as common in tops. They normally have you always already live. But... It is just a bit of a letdown when you see the one. But then same thing as points. Difference between points and redemptions. Normally, points mean the person who was going to sign um, will not be signing due to a legal issue or a contractual agreement with another company. So that's when they put points in there. It's when the person physically can't sign the cards no more uh, for multiple different reasons. So And points is a major letdown as well, especially that... Say, for example, you're in a break in the Premier League and it's a redemption, I'm uh, sorry, points. They don't know which team it is. They normally gets raffled off between 20 of you. So very unlikely chance to hit one. But, you know, I say that's enough for playing in touch. And obviously our last little five-minute segment, obviously, where we talk about whether we've seen any nice cars this week or any views or own. So, hey, anything from you or things that you've seen that you've liked or you're looking at potentially acquiring or just a generic thoughts within the hobby? Um... I did actually see a really nice card on uh, from the Southampton Cards show uh, this weekend, just gone. Um, LVW Cards put up a, a really nice story of an Erdogan purple flood from Obsidian. Um, I'm sure most people that follow him would have seen that, and it, it looked incredible. Um, I do love the the floods from, from Obsidian, obviously the red flood particularly with the colour match for Arsenal. Um but the purple flood looked amazing. So um, that was one that I'd seen from over the weekend, from particularly from Southampton, that looked really, really nice. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's one of the things. I mean, I had a, a real 360 uh, the other night on, on eBay. I was like, oh, cool. You know what I really fancy doing? I really fancy getting all the track tags in PSA and making the full, like, so I had all the track tags set 
along with much before Beta that I actually sold um, from 2020 F1 Chrome. Um, and I, I, I think back, I was like, do I just get like the whole track tag set again in PSA? And I was like, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking like giving a price, and I was like, do I actually want to do this or not? I might just like really do like, I go through phases where I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. Was that, and then... was that a late night thought, that one? It was about half ten at night, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I think we've all been there late at night where you're you're pretty much bored with nothing to do. So you end up searching something random on eBay and you convince yourself that's gonna be a part of your PC. I think everyone's done that. Yeah, and then I'm thinking, where am I gonna put them? When I get the full set, what am I gonna do with them? I can't I can't put all the, I mean I could I could put all the track tags up in like a little shelf somewhere or something, but I'm like, I don't like Max Verstappen, so why am I gonna go and spend sixty five quid on a PSA nine of his track tag? Do you know what I mean? I just, I just think, why did I even think about doing that? Um, but yeah, I mean, I just I browse for eBay most nights and other other platforms and just, you know, type in Arsenal PSA or uh, Ben White, Erdegaard Autos. That is what I'm really trying to nail down as an Erdegaard Auto. Um, I've seen a couple around, like the 150 to 175 mark um, that I'm debating at the moment. Um but yeah, I can't say I've, I've been more focused on selling the last sort of like week or two than I have anything else. Um, again, still trying to find the last Grim for Steiner puzzle. Um, but yeah, other than that, not really, not really particularly too much. Maybe a quiet week. Um, but yeah, I'm always looking out for stuff. And if anything ever pops up, I'm like, yeah, can't let that pass. Um, so I might actually have to message Lawrence and see if that purple flood is is for sale. Because I, I just reacted to the story and I was like, you know what, I, sh- I should have asked if he's actually got it for sale or not, or if he bought it at the show. Um, but yeah, other than that, mate, that's about it for me. I don't know if you've been looking up anything or anything that's caught your eye. Yeah, first of all, I'd just like to say congratulations to Martin. Obviously, he was on a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, now, as of recording this, it's a Sunday. He had his first Southampton car show, so congratulations to him. Uh, obviously, there's. I think he's mentioned already that he's planning the next show as well, which we hopefully will be able to get down to. It's obviously conflict of calendars, sadly, on this one, so we couldn't get down to it. But obviously, look forward to the next one by all accounts, by quite a few people I've spoke to so far. That it was a very good show, a very, very much like heavy buying. Like a lot of people done some really good stuff for their PCs, which was good to hear. Some really big trades as well going down. I think we see it on quite a few different. Instagram accounts and look like a very good show in terms of layout and everything like that. So like we say, congratulations to Martin. And like like we say, we hopefully be at the next one. And in terms of card wise, I think always keep an eye out on Women's Chrome what pops up. It's just intriguing to see like different stuff. Uh, obviously now Sapphire, waiting to see how their prices settle on them cards because at the moment they're very inflated. Uh, managed to pick up one card so far this week, which I referred to earlier on the gold Viv Niedemar from this year's Chrome. Just uh, I really like the gold parallels. I think they are one of the best looking ones. So that's uh, being acquired in the United States. So that would be coming over hopefully at some point this month. But otherwise, just keeping an eye on the hobby. I think there's there's rumours and speculations going around as we speak. I've seen in America on a few different podcasts that it is expected as of as of this coming out. So this would be Tuesday, obviously the third. A PSA are meant to be announcing new specials this week. And it's rumoured that there's going to be a lower tier pricing so obviously at the moment it's around the 15 to 16 like 15 to 20 dollar mark depending on like if you're a part of the membership club and all that rumor is it potentially could be a one around the 14 dollar mark which would be fantastic which is kind of near enough getting back to that original price of psa which will no doubt open the floodgates to psa of a lot of cards that people were wanting to grade but didn't want to spend 20 on whereas if it's near enough half the price of that opens a lot more doors so that'd be very intriguing to see this week 
and also to see what other specials they do. I'm waiting for a ticket special. Hopefully, they bring one of them out soon, or even an oversized one because I've got a couple of oversized cars that I want to get graded, but very expensive, obviously, for the bigger slabs and everything like that. So, yeah, it's been quite an interesting week for that perspective, and we're looking forward to hopefully some new PSA deals because it's been a while. There wasn't obviously a Nationals one this year, which a lot of people have felt a bit aggrieved by, but obviously they're not going to give away everything every time. But obviously, card-wise, mainly women's card. But now with this new season, new Champions League campaign, top Snails cards are flowing in, so I'm really nice some of that. Uh, the new Argentina set as well, just wanted to refer to that quickly. Fantastic-looking product. Um, good friend of the podcast, uh, Lav uh, Breaks. Oh, pulled a lovely Enzo Fernandez auto from it. Seen some really nice uh, messages as well. So very nice looking set for anyone who likes collecting any Argentinian players or just looking at a fun product to rip. Do have a look at that new Argentinian set. And obviously we're slowly coming towards newer sets coming out as well. There was a, a new F1 set released this week with some very interesting one. We see a Nigel Mansell autos in that set, which was a very interesting one to see legends autos come into F1 products and also relics in that one. So nice to see different products getting launched. Obviously F1 is in full flow now. Um, pretty much going to be over in the next couple of races anyway in terms of the actual championship. But nice to see some more products rolling out because I know H, you've been waiting to see when they're going to give you some more Gunther to collect, my friend. I know, mate. I know. I've, I've sort of come to the stonewall with him. I've, I've got, got the dynasty. I've got, you know, pretty much 99% of the 2021 flagship rainbow. Um, so yeah, I need, I need some. I mean, speaking of devil, Harry has literally just taken me with a, a 2020 orange to 25, I think, and a tops flagship, one of the relic autos. Go and shout me if you're interested. So, on that note, I may well have a purchase for the week. Um, literally 13 minutes ago, he sent me that. So, um, Yes, big devil, good for signs already there. So, um, but yeah, hopefully they will release some more, uh, some more sets, and you know, usually put the lights out sometime soon. Or I know they released that new, oh, what's that F one set? The the new, you know, set they released in the week. I can't remember the name of it, but I did yeah, say Nigel Mansell was yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But um, yeah, hopefully they release some more gun for me to to get me get me hands in pockets for. Yeah, like we say, we're no doubt we're, we're looking forward. Sapphires for me, there's a new F1 set page, but like I say, it's been a very good week. Hopefully, people are not affected by tops too much, and hopefully, that obviously, that's now a thing of the past. And now there's procedures in place to stop it happening in the future. And like I say, it's slowly ticking around to the new sets and everything like that. So if you are, remember, if you are looking out for the tops now, as they are on websites now on Tops UK's website. Obviously, some of them have expired, but some of them are still going. And they don't always announce them that well. So do go over that. But like we say, thank you everyone for the continued support. If you're listening along on Spotify, please do drop five stars. Or if you're listening along on YouTube or watching along on YouTube, do press that little like button and let us know your thoughts on redemptions, a top scandal, and then what you've been picking up as well. But until next time, I hope everyone have that day is buying, selling, trading, and all that good jazz. But most importantly, happy hobbying and good night. <laughs>